Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. I'm sure you heard your conversation, heard the conversation earlier with Kim Fox and John Williams. If you didn't, that will be posted at WGNRadio.com. We continue the conversation about Illinois now being the first state to eliminate cash bail. Everybody wants to know how it will work. People are very vocal about it. And I'm thankful that Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle is giving us a few minutes of her time. Thank you for joining us, President. Hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. I looked at articles all the way back to 2016 where even Tom Dart supported a no-cash bail system. He said, we've got to blow up the system. We've got to replace it with a system that is not dependent on wealth. But what we're hearing from our people in other counties outside of Cook County who are definitely opposed to it, how many police agencies, sheriff's departments, do you believe are on board with this program? Actually, I have no idea. Um, All I can talk about is Cook County, and we have been working together for about a decade now uh, with stakeholders, including the sheriff, uh, the chief judge Evans, the state's attorney Kim Fox, the public defender Sharon Mitchell, the clerk of the court now Iris Martinez, uh, previously Dorothy Brown, of course. Uh, We've been working together to try to reduce reliance on cash bail, cash bond. Um, And in Cook County, um, Chief Judge Evans, I think in 2017, don't hold me to that exact date, um, informed judges in in bond court that uh, bail should be the last resort, that um, the, the default should be liberty uh, unless a person was a danger to themselves or to the community. And as a result, there has been decreased reliance on cash bond in Cook County uh, for five or six years now. And, um, you know, I think that if we if we give this uh, Pretrial Fairness Act an opportunity to be implemented across the state, uh, we'll find that people's fears are not realized. How will you determine it is working Well, I mean, we had a system in which your liberty was based on how wealthy you were, and I think that is just fundamentally inequitable. Why should a rich person accused of murder be out on the street and a poor person accused of shoplifting be detained in the jail because they can't pay bond? That doesn't make any sense at all. So I think just basic fairness uh, requires that we no longer rely on cash bond, and other counties around the st- state that have not, uh, to this point, been committed to reduce reliance on cash bond will be required by the Supreme Court to implement this law, and um, we're prepared to, of course, provide information about our own experience, uh, but I think that, as I said, um, their fears won't be realized. I think that people feel that perhaps posting bail has made their community safer, and we're not sure that it has accomplished that. What it has done is deprive everyone of equal justice. So walk me through the process. Let's say you find someone 
in an attempted armed robbery. The police arrest him on site. This person is taken to the police station. The mugshot's taken. He's fingerprinted. And then a prosecutor determines whether this person is referred to a judge. Is that the process? Well, there is there is felony review, but I, I, the, the point I think is per, people come into bond court. Let's let's get to that point. People come into bond court. What does the judge say looking at their record? First of all, there's a distinction between people accused of violent crimes and people accused of nonviolent crimes. And in particular, in Cook County, we were focused on people accused of nonviolent crimes. So things like shoplifting, not paying your child support, low-level drug offenses. Um, and we were very anxious to be sure that people accused of those low-level crimes. And remind, I have to remind our listeners, if you're in bond court, you're accused, you're not convicted. And in our criminal justice system, there's a presumption of innocence. The state has to prove that you're guilty. And we were detaining people in our jail, depriving them of liberty, who were accused of crimes, not convicted, but accused of crimes. And in particular, as I said, low-level crimes. Now, if somebody if somebody's caught in the act of armed robbery and brought into a courtroom, um, I think it's it's entirely likely that the judge would decide that that person needs to be in jail, that they need to be detained. This isn't a question of whether or not they are going to get bond. This is a question of whether or not they're a danger to themselves and to the community. So we leave these important decisions to judges. They get to look at people's criminal records, at the circumstances of their arrest, um, and make what they think is the best decision on behalf of the people we all serve. Um, so I think, you know, there's a difference between people who are accused of violent crimes and people who are accused of nonviolent crimes. And what we found when we reduced reliance on cash bail Frankly, there was an increase in detention because if a judge believed that a person was a danger to the community, they didn't give them a high bond, they just put them in jail. So, you know, I think that should be reassuring to people. People are concerned about domestic violence, as I am. We see that many of those situations where there's an order of protection that is violated sometimes ends up in murder, not just of the the parent or the girlfriend or boyfriend, sometimes the children who are involved as well. Is that a detainable crime right off the bat? Well, any crime is detainable, frankly. I mean, the judge has the discretion to detain anyone who she or he believes is a danger to the community or themselves. There's nothing in this law that prevents a judge from detaining people who they believe are a danger to the community. Nothing. Kim Fox said earlier on the show that she believes about 10% of people who posted bail do not return for their court date. Is that an accurate number? Is that about what we see in Cook County? I think the state's attorney is in a better position to answer that question than I am. And so if that's her figure, that's the figure. And give me a second, or maybe will you take a second before I let you go? You know um, all the people who are upset with this. I mean, we, we see them flood the text line. What do you think is the biggest misconception about what is being put into place today, and can you dispel that myth? I think the biggest uh, misconception is that people will not be detained in the jail, and that's clearly not true. As I said to you, the judge has the discretion to detain people detain anyone who comes into the courtroom that she or he believes is a danger to the community or themselves. And what we saw when we reduced reliance on cash bond was an uptick in detentions. So 
So, I mean, I think I think the concern that um, somehow violent criminals are going to be, you know, roaming the streets as a result of the Pretrial Fairness Act is is not been not been proven true by our experience in in Cook County and won't be proven true elsewhere in the state. And before anyone is given a citation, even for a low-level crime, they will still be taken to the police station and, you know, have their fingerprints and their mugshot taken? Or will they be given a citation like when I get a speeding ticket and I have to sign off and go on my way? I think it depends on what they're accused of. What the crime is. All right. Those are just some of the questions we had. I I appreciate your time today. I hope that we can have a conversation in the future again and see how this is all going to shake out. I'd be happy to talk to you. Thank you so much. That is Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. The conversation that John had with attorney Kim Fox is also or will be posted at WGNRadio.com. Forgive me, I I don't have it pulled up right now and know that that's done. But we'll update you after Lauren's newscast from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.